Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God's love has made us, people like you and people like me, children of God. I want to consider three things today as we look at this passage. First, I want to consider who we were and then who we are and who we will be. I would say considering who we were before we were children of God helps us to better appreciate who we are now as children of God. Do you ever doubt God's love for you? Today, Pastor Dan will be reminding you that Jesus died for you while you were in your worst state. God sent his only son to suffer and die for you while you were still a sinner. This is the greatest demonstration of love there has ever been. The devil tries to make you believe that God can fall out of love for you based on your performance. This is a great lie, because remember, even while you were a sinner, God demonstrated his love for you. And now, open your Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 3, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. John begins here in verse 1 by saying, Behold, or, or look. John is turning our attention to the love of God for us. Specifically, what manner of love God has bestowed on us, or, or what kind of love, what type of love God has bestowed on us. And I think it's, it's good for us as Christians to consider God's love for us. And the, the manner of love that God has for us. And I, I think as, as, as John penned these verses, I, I think he, he wrote these verses uh, with a sense of amazement that God's love for us. Because God's love for us is so extraordinary here. So I, I think there's a sense of, of awe as John writes these. And I think it comes out in the way that he, he words it. Look at what it says. Behold, look, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Us. <laughs> Look around the room at the people that are sitting in this room with you. Us. You and me. God has bestowed His love on us and has made us, us, children of God. Well, that, that's better than wearing, winning the, uh, the Powerball jackpot, isn't it? Amen. Some of you are thinking, wait a minute, $750 million. But you see on the news that now that woman that won, she has to have around-the-clock police protection because there's so many wackos just showing up at her house now? No thanks. 
But he says here, behold, look, look, look at the love that God has bestowed on us. God's love has made us people like you and people like me, children of God. I want to consider three things today as we look at this passage. First, I want to consider who we were and then who we are and who we will be. I would say considering who we were before we were children of God helps us to better appreciate who we are now as children of God. And some of you might be thinking, I I don't want to remember who I was uh, before I was a child of God. I I I know what I was. I don't want to think about that. Well, we're going to look at it anyways. So turn with me over to Ephesians chapter 2. Who we were, Ephesians chapter 2. And Ephesians chapter 2 gives a very good description of who we were before we were children of God from God's perspective. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you, he's talking to you, and you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, spiritually dead because of our sin, physically alive, but spiritually dead, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. He he says here, back up in verse 2, he says that we were dead in our trespasses and sins, and when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, we walked, he says, according to the course of the world. We followed the course of the world, he says, like everyone else did. You know, whatever the world said was cool to do, that's what we did. Whatever music the world said we should listen to, whatever clothes the world said we should wear, whatever the world said was right and acceptable and moral, we we went along with that just like the rest of the world. And he says here, though, that the course of the world is controlled by the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan. Satan is the one who sets the course of the world. And so, before we were children of God, we, uh, we obeyed the devil and didn't even realize it, didn't even know it. We were just going along with the course of the world and didn't even realize who, who was really uh, determining those things, who was really setting those standards in the world. We were just doing what everyone else in the world was doing. Now, look again at verse Three, he, he says, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as, as others before we were children of God. We were, we were disobedient to God. We lived for ourselves to satisfy our own desires. All of us live that way, it says. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. All of us turned to our own way. Uh, None of us were good, the Bible says. And he says here, 
he, he says we were by nature, we were just naturally children of, of wrath. In other words, we deserved God's wrath, we deserved God's judgment. That's who we were before we were children of God. That's who we were. And, and, and you might sit there and think, well, I, I, I was, come on, I wasn't that bad. I, I mean, I wasn't a Christian, but I wasn't that bad. Well, this is, this is God's assessment of us. This is what God says in His Word. Now, that's, that's kind of the bad news. Verse 4, here's the good news. But God, who is rich in mercy, and we needed a lot of mercy. It's a good thing He's rich in mercy. Because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And He raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come He might show us the exceeding riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Amen is right. He says, when we were just dead in our trespasses and sins, just cold busted in our sin, God made us alive. God stepped in and He made us alive together with Christ, it says. Look at verse 8, very familiar verses. For by grace you have been saved through faith and it's not of yourselves. Your salvation is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest anyone should boast. You, you can't earn it by your good deeds or by being a good person. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Verse 11, Therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. And that what that's talking about, circumcision was a sign of the relationship that the children of Israel had with God. And when he calls us the uncircumcision, that means we didn't have a relationship with God. That's what he's saying there in verse 11. He says, remember, don't forget, you didn't have a relationship with God at all. That at that time, who you once were, when you didn't have a relationship with God. At that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. And that is a very succinct description of who we were, all of us. This is our story. This is our song. This is your testimony. This is my testimony. This is every believer's testimony. Before we became children of God, we had no hope. We were without God, and we were just living in the world and living for the world. Look at verse 13. Verse 13, he says, But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, far away from God. And some of you are farther away from God than others of us. <laughs> you were far off. And you have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We were far away from God. 
That's who we were. That's who we were. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. We were far away from God. That's who we were when God chose us to be His children. It would have been more than we deserve if God would have forgiven us of our sins and not sent us to hell. But not only does He forgive us of our sins, He makes us His children. He adopts us into His family. This is what John's talking about when he's saying, Behold, look at the manner of love that God has for us. You know, just like we were singing, once his enemies, and now we're seated at his table. We were once far away from him, dead in our trespasses and sins. And now we've been brought near, and not only brought near, now we've been made children of God. What manner of love is that? We're someone who would not only forgive someone else, but then adopt them into their family and become their father and take them as his own Children, us, you and me, people that were dead in our sins, people that were living for ourselves, people that were far away from God. You know, forgiveness is God's mercy. Adoption is God's grace. You didn't deserve it at all. You know, the Apostle Paul, he, he, he talks about Um, how we've been adopted into the family of God. I'll just read this verse to you out of Romans chapter 8. Verse 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. You know, Abba is the, that's the Hebrew word that little children use for their father. It's daddy. Uh, we, we have a group going to Israel in a couple weeks. And when you're in Jerusalem, you'll hear little school children walking through the streets, Abba, 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 calling to their daddy. And here now, we used, to, we used to fear God because we were under His wrath because of our sin. And now He's our, he's our Abba. Now we have this relationship with Him where He's our Father. He's our, he's our daddy, so to speak. There's no more fear of judgment. Go back to 1 John here and and look again at verse 1, chapter 3. It says here, and I don't want you to miss this, it says that God has bestowed His love on us. He's bestowed His love. That word bestowed, it means to give freely or to give as a gift. God did not forgive us and adopt us into His family because we showed a lot of promise. 
or because we were so good and so godly. No, he, he bestowed it on us. He did it not because of us, but in spite of us. We were dead in our sins. We were far away from him. We were living for ourselves. And then God just stepped into our lives, and by his grace, he revealed himself to us, and he, and he bestowed his love upon us just as a free gift. And in, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, it says that God has adopted us as his children according to the good pleasure of his will. That means because of just who he is. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. Because he is a merciful, gracious God. Isn't he? Amen. Don't you know that to be true? And I love here too, if you look at the verse again, I love that it says we are called children of God. Who, who calls us his children? God. God is the one who calls us his children. It was just like at the baptism of Jesus. Remember when, when Jesus came up out of the Jordan River and God the Father spoke from heaven and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He called Jesus his son. And now God the Father, through Jesus Christ, he calls us his children. This is my son, Dan. This is my daughter, Cameron. You can put your own name in there. It doesn't just apply to me and my wife and my family. Uh, but it works for you too if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. But God now is the one saying, these are my children. He calls us his children. Look at verse 1 again. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us. Because it did not know him. Therefore, because we are children of God, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Your family members and your friends who are not believers, they don't get you, do they? They don't understand you. <laughs> they, 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 they don't understand you know, your, your relationship with God. They don't understand your love for Jesus Christ. They don't understand why you'd get up early on a Sunday morning and go to church when you could sleep in. They don't understand why you'd go to, why you'd go to Bible studies during the week. They don't understand why you listen to Christian music in your car. They don't understand why you're always reading your Bible. They don't get it. I, I remember when I was a, a new believer... And I was, you know, I was just consuming the Bible. I was reading it all the time. I always had my Bible with me. I was always reading it. And I remember one of my family members said to me, you're still reading that book? <laughs> Haven't you finished that book yet? As if it's like a John Grisham novel. You're going to read it once and put it on the shelf and you're done with it. They don't get it. They don't understand. The world doesn't know us because it doesn't know him. Now, it says over in, in 1 Corinthians, I'll just read it to you. So you can jot it down, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The, the natural man, the non-believer, who is spiritually dead, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. 
Paul says it's, it's foolishness to them. They don't understand it. It's foolishness. Why, why would you do that? And they, they can't understand it because it's a spiritual thing. And they're natural. They don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. It's amazing, you know, uh, you, you can meet a stranger who is a fellow believer and you have this instant connection with them. You can talk about the things of the Lord with them. And, and you, even if you don't, you know, they could be from another country, there could be a language barrier there. But once you find out they're a brother and sister in Christ, man, there's this instant fellowship connection that happens there. But your family doesn't get you. To your family, you're, you're weird and you're foolish and they don't understand it. And so we, we talked about who we were. We were dead in our sins. We were far from God. We were living for ourselves. And let's, not, let's talk about who we are. Look at verse 2. Beloved, now we are the children of God. You should circle that word now there in verse 2 or highlight it somehow in your Bible. He says, now we are the children of God. We're not trying to become the children of God. We're not hoping that on that day in the great by and by, when I stand before the Lord, He will declare I am a child of God. And I don't find out until then. I'm just hoping that on that day I'm a child of God. He says, no, now... We are the children of God. The moment that you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you were born again, all of your sins were forgiven, the Bible says, and you became a child of God. You know, John chapter 1, John chapter uh, 1, John chapter 1, verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name. Now we are the children of God. Now we are the sons and daughters of God. And, and listen, give me your attention for a second. Our standing with God as His children, that doesn't change. It doesn't change. Just like my children's physical children, they're, they're standing with me as their father. That doesn't change. You know, th- this past week, my wife and kids, they went down to Virginia Uh, to visit some friends and they spent a couple days down in Virginia and even though my children were far away from me geographically they were still my children he asked me how I know and I say bring truer than the finest crystal that's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth thanks for joining Pastor Dan as he continued his verse by verse chapter by chapter study of the book of 1 John If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so you never miss an edition of this program. Every time we post something new, you'll be notified. We'd love to hear from you, too, and learn how Ring of Truth has impacted your life. Please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you, too. And if God's doing something wonderful, we'd love to rejoice with you. That number again to reach us is 410-491-4592. Do you live in the Baltimore, Washington area? If so, 
you're invited to join us here at Calvary Chapel this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. Find out more at our website. One more time, that's calvaryec.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. Tune in next time to learn more from the book of 1 John with Pastor Dan, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize them.